SAFM, leading the conversation. On a Lifetime Live, we're leading the conversation now with Zandi Khatebe, who is CEO of Black House Collective, talking about Mama Zondeni Veronica Subuku is turning tw- uh, 91 uh, today, uh, 91st birthday. Uh, welcome to Lifetime Live, Zandi. Thank you for having me, Asanda. The mother of Azania Day it is today, uh, and we're celebrating Mama Zondeni Veronica Sobukwe's 91st birthday. Let's talk about, firstly, the background on Black House Collective and how you connect with the Sobukwe family and the Sobukwe Trust. Okay, the Black House Collective is a black consciousness and Africanist um, group. We are basically people who are concerned about the condition of black people because we believe that 1994 has not really brought um, change in the lives of black people. And we've been working with different organizations, and including the Robert Manga Lisa Sobukwe Trust, where we started having a, a relationship built around, um, firstly, and silencing you know, the legacy of Robert Manga Lisa Sobukwe, and equally um, responding to the question of the continued erasure of Mama Zondeni Sobuke. So that's how we came into contact with the Robert Mangalito Sobuke Trust. So, I mean, uh, Mama Zondeni, Veronica Sobuke, uh, played an important role in the apartheid struggle, uh, you know, ev- having, you know, defended her husband a lot uh, in, you know, some of the, his arrests and, and all the atrocities that he was suffering, uh, Robert um, Sobuke. Why are we not celebrating her as much as we should? Absolutely. She's, she's one of, I think, the most important women um, in the history of um, South Africa because through her, we learn the meaning of the word, you know, suffer, serve, and sacrifice. And as you would know, Robert Mangalisa Sobuga himself was one of the most persecuted um, persons by the apartheid regime. So I think in a way you would understand, for example, why somebody like that um, someone was who was despised by the regime to a point that they decided to, you know, extend a sentence and effect a particular law or clause in the constitution to keep him detained. You would understand why someone like that um, would be erased or would continue to be silenced in the so-called post-1994 mm. dispensation. And our contribution as the Black House Collective is to raise, you know, questions about the post-1994 arrangement. Because if indeed we are free, then the legacies of Robert Mangaliso Sobuke and many other Pan-Africanist uh, liberationist stalwarts would be known by our children at school. Um, but today we know that the only name that is known is that of Nelson Mandela. Therefore, we feel that, you know, the post-1994 arrangement is built on selling one narrative of, of, of history, one narrative of the liberation struggle, as if, uh, as if um, the ANC in particular was the only one who had, you know, taken up um, the, the struggle against um, white supremacy. As if the ANC and the members of the ANC, people like, you know, Walter Fisuli, were the only ones who were in front. We do, of course, know that one of the most important moments in the history of South African liberation struggle is 1960, Saturday 1960, where it was again Robert Mangalisa Sobuke and the PNC who decided to turn things around by saying, look, we are going to put the past down and challenge it and challenge the regime at that level. Therefore, if indeed we are liberated, as we are told today, 26 years later, 
the names and the contributions of Mama uh, Mama Sobukwe should be known. But unfortunately, that is not the case. She is not known. And as a result, it is not difficult for especially young women to continue to believe that, you know, patriarchy is at the center of, you know, the struggle. Women who have contributed their stories, their narratives, even their memory um, is not known. We know that women are the bedrock of society, so when they play the kind of roles that Umama Zondeni uh, Subukwe played, it kind of becomes, oh, well, that's expected, to support your 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 husband who is, you know, a struggle yeah. stalwart. Uh, in her case, I mean, she had children. They got married with uh, Robert uh, Mangaliso Subukwe in 1954. They have four children, um, and she was a nurse as well. In Speaking to that caregivingness of, of a woman, is that also maybe one of the reasons that we are not celebrating her as much as we should because society has kind of expected that women are the bedrock? Um, I think for me, one of the most important things that we forget to ask ourselves as people who are, you know, writing about the politics, people who are the people who are custodians of the history, South African history, we never ask the question that why is it that our history is mainly told from the male perspective? And we have tried to answer that question as a Black House Collective to say that even how the liberation movement has imagined itself to being is based on a framework that is given to us as a colonizer by the colonizer. Now, the colonizer, as you would know, you know, it is their culture to exclude women. I mean, if you go to the oldest text, which is the Bible, the woman is it only appears as you know the partner to the man. She's an extension to the man. She's never a person in her own right. But in contrast, African history, I mean, if you read deeper into the history of Egypt, you get to see the central role that women play. And if you listen to our languages, you actually get the sense that there was no um, sense that women were inferior and men were superior. We were actually um, equal. So because we have liberated by liberation movements whose framework is adopted from the colonizers, we need, you know, we put in men in front and we forget even when women play their role because Mama Sobugo was never first the wife of Sobugo. She was first an activist in her own right. You know, mm. this is how Sobugo met her. She met her in a strike uh, at Alice at the Nelson College because as a woman, I think it's thing it does tell us which means that it is natural or rather it is our culture for women to be at the center. Um, and so so we can meet this woman who's already an equal, you know, not just a wife, but because of how um, we have been colonized, we have been colonized from a patriarchal lens. Patriarchy does not recognize women. Therefore, all the women who are strong will be pushed aside and the men will be identified and, and you know, seen as a formidable enemy. I think mm. that's how most of our history, in terms of how we should remember and, 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 and know ourselves, that's how it has erased by adopting this colonial frame of responding to the assault that is colonialism. And therefore, names of women like Mama Robert Sobuke fell on the side and we today, you know, celebrate the males who were in the struggle. But if you read deeper into the the, the, the journeys of these males, we actually realize that the woman has, was never in the in the back, you know, to begin with. She yeah. was always there in the forefront. Because Mama Sobugo was writing letters to the then Minister of Justice confronting him about the health of her husband. You would remember that because she was a nurse 
and because she had known this person for the longest time possible. Therefore, if there are things that are wrong with his health, she'd be the first person, um, um, who knows. Yeah. So that role is, is belittled because nothing is, not much is expected from women. Um, yeah. And it's because we have, you know, responded to coloniality in the same manner that it has exploited us. We didn't put our women first. In fact, we, we, we put them at the back, you know, adopting mm. the white, white man's principle or understanding of what gender is. We'll talk about her appearing before the Truth and Reconciliation Commission as well. Uh, stay with us, Zandi. We continue our chat with Zandi Khatebe, CEO of Black House Collective. After the news headlines, which is now, it's half past one. Over to you, Risha. Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 105.1 FM in Johannesburg. Thank you, Kanyasile, for our news update. We continue our chat now on uh, the mother of Azania, uh, Mama Zondeni, Veronica Subukwe, who's turning 91 and to lead the conversation, Zandi Khateb is helping us, CEO of Black House Collective, she is. So let's talk, Zandi, about, uh, this is Lifetime Live, if you've just joined us, I'm Asanda Peta. Welcome to it. Uh, her appearing before the Truth and Reconciliation Commission in 1997, uh, discussing the issue of her husband being fed food with glass while in confinement. Um, yes. Um, I think before I go deeper into that, you know, one of the most painful things which shook us as a Black House Collective after we made connection with Mama Zoni is that when we went online to try Google her name, see if she's been captured in any way, we actually discovered that the, the, the only thing, her only record of existence on, on, on online was her submission to the TRC, and she was not even on the famous um, website, the South Africa History Online um, website. Mm. And indeed, her testimony at the TRC was was moving. Um, particularly for me, Mama could have demanded a lot of things, right? Because mm. the framework of the TRC is that you know one must confess what they've done, and then in those cases they be given amnesty, which meant that. The, 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 pet, the victims needed to be convinced by what, you know, the perpetrator was doing. But what, one thing that is amazing, which I felt, you know, expresses Mama Sobuga's humility, is that when she was then asked in terms of, you know, what, what does she want to see beyond this point, now that these people have come forward and said these things, Mama Sobuga actually did not make it about herself. She said, look, we are in the struggle to make certain things right? So mm-hmm. we want our children to have better schools. We want, she could have said, look, my children have suffered severely. And as a widow, I have suffered severely. Therefore, I deserve um, compensation. But because she's a humble and, 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 and is very, I think the embodiment of the words self-sacrifice, she decided to put the, the, her nation first. She, she decided to put um, Azanians first. So today, being her 91st birthday, how should we celebrate it? I think for us, one of the most important things is to continuously write her back into our history, write her back into our memories, go on Facebook, get her pictures, read the little that is out there. Our colleague, Kandaletu Sipuni, has been writing quite a lot around Mama and her contributions. And the Black House Collective has tried to, you know, transcribe her letters and put them online. 
So one of the most important things is to just go out there, get to see what she looks like, because um, believe it or not, most people had assumed that Mama had passed on. And therefore, when we reached out to her last year, they were literally shocked. And I'm talking about members of the Pan-Africanist Congress, people who are supposed to be in the know about what is happening. So for us, you know, that alone goes to show the extent to which, you know, the powers that be is committed to erasing the, the memory of not just Robert Sobukwe, but Mama Sobukwe equally. So where is she now? How is she living, Zandi? Uh, we know that she loves her gardening and the simple life. Uh, where is yeah. she? <laughs> <laughs> she? She's, yeah, she, she's a very wonderful spirit. She is in Khafrimet at a home in the Eastern Cape. Um, and when we visited her last year, because we were so, I mean, these young people who come all the way to Tobek to just say hi to Umakul, we were mm. not, not too sure what to expect. But because she's such a wonderful human being, you know, the first thing she said to us when she, you know, put her eyes on us, she said, Abandonada Mizukulana and we sat down with her and we had a conversation. One thing which was striking, I mean she was ninety years last year. Her house has a lot of pictures of obviously the journey, the the, the, the memories that she created. Mm. She would look at a particular person, a particular picture and be able to tell you exactly what happened on that day, who the person was in that picture. We were so humble. We felt that, you know, we were expecting Umakulu who is old um, and tired, but there she was, sharp and eloquent as ever. And she had just been from her garden. She, she's got a beautiful, lovely, lovely garden in, in her home. And she chooses to live, um, I think, a silent life away from the media, which is something most people don't appreciate. Um, I understand there's a certain political party which I will not mention by name. They were told that Mama is not well, but they insisted that, okay, we want to go see Mama. At the same time, we want to appreciate her, but we must also respect, you know, um, her private life. You know, she has a right to that. That is why I think at this point we will not see a documentary on Umama because she chooses to live her life, you know, very humbly, very silently. And our role, I believe, as the people who know that she is important, our role is to continue to do programs that put her name out there, pro- programs that write her into the political discourse of this country. Mm. And one of such programs which we are doing as a Blackout Collective, on the 30th of August, we will be having a tribute lecture in her name. We had one last year in Soweto, but this year we are taking it to the Val in Shadow at the South Technology, University of Technology, I mean to say. So the official announcement will be out that people of the Val, people in South Africa actually, look out for that tribute lecture because we will be bringing in another revolutionary woman, another unsung hero from Nigeria, mm. uh, Umama Asiyong El Asiyong. Okay, she so where also do... surprised that she's Mama Fubuwe is still alive. Where, so where, look out for that. Okay, so where, where can people look out for that? Where, your websites and your social media? On Facebook. They can just go to Facebook and look for Black House Collective. Collective mm. is spelled with a K. Or just follow me, Zandika Tebe, on Facebook. All right, let's leave it there for now. Thank you so much again for making time. Thank you so much for having us. Zandika Tebe, CEO of Black House Collective, spelled with a K. Uh, find them on Facebook.